Hey, Luke. Jonathan. Have you seen the uh, the work that Joshua's been doing with his Onboard WP project? No. I've heard about Onboard WP separately, but I didn't realize that that was the one and only Joshua Wald, your brother, working on that. It's uh, He's fantastic. It's fantastic. He launched it about a week or so ago. Right. And I... I I got quite the kick out of some. So what he's doing is doing teardowns of popular plugins. Right. Uh, I think you'll especially get a kick out of the uh, the Jetpack one. <laughs> I'm sure I will. I love doing plugin teardowns. That's so much fun. Maybe him and I could do one together. He's been focused on the the onboarding uh, parts of uh, like first a plugin yeah. activation and that flow, which yeah. I think is pretty interesting because there's a lot of pieces that you can look at. And what's been what I've really enjoyed about watching is just the back and forth that he's had with some of the plugin authors themselves, like on Twitter. And it just highlights to me just one of the things that I think we sense intuitively, but sometimes is not explicit about the nature of the collaboration within the WordPress community. Mm -hmm. I don't think I think that's unique. The fact that someone is willing to so first that he's doing it, no one's paying him to do it. He's doing yeah, these teardowns, yeah. putting it public. And then that the, the folks that, uh, and, and he's being kind in the teardowns, right? Like he's not being like, teardown is a like particularly he's... kind word, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. he's, he's, he's not being mean about it. Like I was when I did a teardown of Yoast's advertising model. Yeah, sure. I gotcha. So you see, he did the Yoast plugin for instance, which yeah. was, uh, which is uh, quite fun. And, it was great to see some of the Yoast folks responding positively on Twitter and appreciatively mm-hmm. and saying like, Hey, yeah, we're going to review this and incorporate this into our upcoming roadmap. And I think that's, that's unique. Not necessarily. I think it was perhaps more unique to open source. And I don't know. That was just, I enjoyed seeing that. And, and as a designer, what a great way as a fractional designer, you know, uh, what a great way to get, pick up new work. Other people will see that, other emerging plugins, other product companies, and they'll go, oh, it'd be great if Joshua did some work for us. He obviously knows what he's talking about. Is Ted, Ted down, Ted downed? These other 20, 50, 100 other plugins, he knows, you know, he's got the experience. Why don't we get Joshua in as a fractional to help us sort that out? So I've had this experience with a few folks now where. They do really good work, but they're not like full. They're not as engaged in the WordPress community and the WordPress ecosystem. Like Joshua's been doing work on just just uh, apps and SaaS, like outside of WordPress, right? <clears throat> and I know a few other folks. I know you know some too. That and and one of the things for me, it's like there's so much opportunity in WordPress, yet it sometimes it sometimes seems just not as accessible as you'd think it would be, and. I've seen myself in this conversation a few times with folks where I'm like, there's a lot of opportunity. It's just, you just have to, you just have to know where to look or who to ask, or you have to be creative in how you go about it. And for me, it's like, I want to see these kinds of people putting their talents and efforts to work within our space. And yeah, it's, that's just been interesting to me about this and. Yeah, I don't know though, Jonathan, like it's not just WordPress that has opportunity. There's opportunity all over the place. And especially when you're a product minded person, when you're a programmer or a designer or someone who thinks about these sorts of things, you see 
opportunities everywhere you go, right? I'm working so, on a startup at the So that's definitely moment. true. And I think actually that it's probably I, a good I, thing that people will take a break from WordPress from time to time, especially people who have got a lot of experience in the WordPress ecosystem, that they'll go, oh, I might just spend a year working on something else, working on this other JavaScript technology or working with this different type of unit tests that we don't usually use. Sorry, I've got to develop a brain or working course, yeah. with a different stack. And after a year, after two years, after five years, they might want to come back to WordPress and bring what they've learned with them. So I agree with that entirely. I think that's a big value proposition. We've seen this over and over again. People who start in or who start out come in and like th that, that exchange of information and experience is invaluable. What I'm pointing out and noticing though, are people who have this talent and experience yet it's it's like uh, the opportunity isn't obvious to them. It's like more attractive outside of WordPress, which is fine. Like I'm happy for anyone to have whatever success they're going to have. Yet I'm looking at this and saying, wow, how do we get more folks like this to put their talents and efforts into this ecosystem? And uh, that that's more what I'm referring to is like there's opportunity everywhere. And I, I've had a few conversations with folks where they're like, yeah, I just don't know if if I can do this in WordPress, I don't know if there's enough like business in WordPress. I'm like, there's a lot of business in WordPress. There's a whole lot more than meets the eye. You just perhaps have to be a little more creative in how you get access to it because of just the nature of our ecosystem. Hmm. I suppose it depends on the opportunity that you're exploring too. You know, some things can be quite niche. Yeah. And for a niche product, maybe there isn't a market in WordPress for it. Yeah, it's one of the things that came stood out to me after CloudFest is uh, I've had a few people asking me and I've been thinking more consciously about what's the size of the, like, the business to business ecosystem in WordPress? Because at this point, WordPress as an ecosystem is large enough, I think, I feel strongly about to warrant businesses that are just serving the businesses in WordPress. Like if you think about how many agencies focus on WordPress, how many product companies, how many hosting companies. You can have a business that just focuses on catering to those needs. And we're starting to see some more of those come up. I think there's not as many as could be relative to the size of the space. And that's where I'm seeing more opportunity. Yet it's more of a sense. Like I don't have a whole lot of evidence for it that I'm aware of right now. Hmm. Yeah. And, and there's a bunch of common difficulties that people face when they're trying to find those opportunities in, inside of WordPress and, and finding the market or access to the market. First of all, like just understanding the addressable market is difficult. Forget about actually accessing it, but just getting some sort of idea of how big the market is, is, is very, it's very hard. I remember at CloudFest, and I hope you don't mind me saying this, but um, you gave a presentation and and you talked about the amount of WordPress installs. And then somebody else after <laughs> you came up onto the stage. Who was that? Do you remember? It was Jan from um, from WebPros. It was great. He yes. had caught up afterwards. Yeah, that's right. And and he he totally dismissed the numbers that you put out there and said it's far less. <laughs> I actually think that probably Jan was... No, it's far more. Far more. He, right. said, he said it was far more. Yeah. Far more than me. Yes. And there's an argument to be made that you know, maybe we shouldn't be counting the amount of WordPress sites out there. We should be counting the amount of WP admin logins per day or the amount of plugin installs yeah. per day. 
And and so like finding those sort of metrics is really, really hard. And it's really hard then to decide whether an opportunity actually does exist inside of WordPress. And then once you've decided I'm going to go for it, actually getting access to the market, you've got a really limited set of options for that. And like as we've talked about plenty of times, the main one being the plugin directory, it's really, really hard to get visibility there. So, you know, you can see that there are a bunch of challenges that face product companies. It's much easier to just go, oh, I'll do a traditional SaaS. I'll, I'll just do, a, you know, we'll, we'll raise some venture capital and we'll do like a seed funding round and we'll just, you know, just build it the traditional way. It's a lot more, it's a lot more knowable, right? This is why yeah. in general, Shopify tends to be more attractive as an ecosystem to build into than WooCommerce. No, no, no. That's not, it's that's a much more discussion. known commodity. No, Shopify is more attractive because well, WooCommerce sure. is a mess. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Shopify is way, sorry, I won't get into this. What I'm referring to specifically is market size, right? Like in theory, WooCommerce would be the more attractive market because of its size, right? Whereas in practice, it's like in general, businesses are, you're getting, they're getting funding building simple Shopify apps. You're not seeing a whole lot get funding to build something in WooCommerce for whatever the reasons are. Whereas objectively, you'd look and say, oh, well, WooCommerce should be the bigger one. Hmm. So, all right, let's, let's jump into the e-commerce thing. <laughs> Because I, I really disagree with oh, you here. let's do it. So Shopify is the preferred option for a number of really good reasons. One is it gives you discovery outside of your traditional advertising, right? So you're going to get discovery with Shopify via all of their advertising partners, and you're not going to get that with Woo. So like just for example, you know, this is nascent. And it's it's not a great example, but if you use a ChatGPT plugin to search for shopping, then Shopify results will come through and WooCommerce ones won't. And maybe one day WooCommerce ones might come through, but you can't really do that because it's not a centralized service, right? So you have that centralization of discovery and access through Shopify. Second, it's cheaper. WooCommerce is expensive. It's very, very expensive. People underestimate. They think WooCommerce is free. That's that's such a mistake. It's not. I'm not even talking about the setup costs with your plugins and maybe you have some sort of subscription to their, uh, their their services. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about your website setup with your theme and and everybody like paying developers. And then you've got your maintenance costs and then your site's running slow, so you're going to pay someone to optimize it and it's just like this constant maintenance cycle it's very very expensive it's much easier to just go you know what we'll just go with shopify that's that's a much easier option cheaper option even though we have to pay a monthly subscription it is way worth it over woocommerce and i have seen this time and time again with people who are just saying you know what we've reached a certain scale woocommerce is not meeting the needs people who have migrated away from shopify yeah and then gone, you know what, actually Shopify is better. Now, this is not a criticism of open so, source. This is a criticism specifically of WooCommerce. And, and I am waiting for, in fact, I've seen a few examples already, uh, but I'm waiting for maybe the mass adoption of an alternative to WooCommerce. It's got to be close. 
Did you see that WooCommerce Express just recently launched? Yeah. Like this this week? Yeah, yeah. One thing that <clears throat> I found quite interesting was what I would describe as the honest yet arguably terrible positioning that it took. There's the tagline there that says, launch in days, grow for years. Mm -hmm. And I actually appreciate the honesty of the, <laughs> of the comment or of the, of the sentiment, yet the idea of launching in days yeah. seems ripe for someone else to say, I'm launching minutes. <laughs> right. And also grow for years, right? Which is, you know, you can imagine that this is part of the, like, I can appreciate and sort of imagine the, the, what went into it. I don't know, but in general, having been part of the team before, like a lot of careful thought tends to go into these things. And so I can see them saying, well, it's not true that you launch in minutes, so <laughs> which you, is a reflection of the current state. So they're more. Yeah. Can you describe yeah, for me what makes WooCommerce Express different from Shopify? Well, it, it is a step in a direction towards, but WooCommerce Express is really just a bundle of, um, of existing extensions. And I think they're, they're doing a, it's a hosting partnership. Like it's a combination of things. The idea is to get you closer to a Shopify like experience that's more curated and, uh, and out of the box decisions are made for you. Right. But you can I'm still surprised at the day's positioning can, because yeah, right. Right. They're, they're trying to position as an alternative to Shopify, um, with like a more of a SaaS type offering because it comes with the hosting included there. Um, yep. but at the end of the day, you can export your store, export your, your WordPress site and take that wherever you want, which is what really makes it different. Right. What do you think about what, uh, what Kelly's been doing with North commerce? I think it's exciting. I don't understand why it hasn't gotten more traction. I worry that there's a moat in the e-commerce space of just having been around for a long time. Yeah. Right that there's this natural inclination that a new store owners are going to have that they're going to go, well, I'm setting up a store. I don't want it. Don't want to have to migrate my store again in the near future. So I'm just going to go with one of the main players. I'm going to go with Woo. I'm going to go with Shopify or maybe big commerce. Um, there's another one that I can't think if of. If you were just, if you were to see someone gain market share, uh, in the WordPress space for e-commerce, like what would you see them do? How would they do it? Stick around. If I was setting up a new site today, I would set it up with North Commerce. 